right. I will also be asleep in the room on the couch. So, throughout the night, let's find out what happens. You have, you have to walk in a circle a couple times before you lay down? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I was thinking about switching to direwolf form and just kind of like... Uh, I, don't, I don't know, can you sleep it? Well, you're a druid, of course. It doesn't know. last that long, so... Yeah. Oh. Not until you become way more powerful. Okay, where that? I want when you change it. into an animal that, like, the animal is then wearing your clothes. Uh, you'd think something like that would happen, but it's kind of lame, actually. The clothes just, like, become part of the mass of yeah. the animal. No, the clothes become the fur. Well, if it's yeah, in right. Twilight, their clothes just burst. <laughs> they have to get new clothes. Yeah, yeah, well... Which that's not good for. <laughs> violently or, explode. This is going to be the second time I bring it up. Or, like, an Animorphs. It's like, like it setting mentions up, in yeah. there, doesn't it, that, like... He needs new shoes all the time because his shoes just like tear apart. It's like setting off a gram of TNT on your person. You should just wear like flip flops or something. Well, those would break too, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah but, off. I mean, they're cheaper. <laughs> yeah, sure. What about those like? I would just walk around barefoot on. What about yeah. those awful like toe shoes? <laughs> all right. Yes, oh, because God. that's what everyone Here we go. thinks. So, um, Lucas, what is your HP? Oh You are dead. <laughs> you took too yeah, long. Super dead. You fingered total. You fingered eighteen. Eighteen. Are you immune to sleeping, or you just not have to sleep? Ooh. Um. Let me check. I think I. I, I think I just don't have to sleep. Yeah, I think that's the case. This whole time we've been with them, do they eat food? Yes. yes. Okay, I was like, how we, did we like not know that they've been drinking blood? No, we haven't been. Well, I haven't been. I don't know about Lucas. <laughs> but he took a shot earlier. We're dampiers, which means we're not full. No, vampires. no, uh, I'm so not immune. We don't have to okay, drink blood. So we can yeah. sustain ourselves um, with food. Okay. But we do still feel it was the first 18? <clears throat> 18. 18. 18. Uh, so i try and drink my blood. Remember, I also... Does uh, does that affect my alarm spell? Um, I mean, to, Where did you specifically... Did you put the alarm? Well, around the, the four corners of the room. Okay. Um, so, like, the, the entrance of the door. Hold on. Uh, let me go to the spell real quick. Did you... I was just mainly asking, did you cut off the closet, or did you go through the inside of the closet? Um, I went... I guess I would go not the inside of the closet, okay. but around it. Then in that case, instead of falling asleep, you get a chance to do something before that happens. Uh, roll initiative. Okay, well, so... Just start screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you open your mouth, and the noise that the alarm sound makes in your head comes out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 19? 19. Okay. Uh, you hear your alarm go off in your head. Okay. Um... Is he going to wake us up? And you turn 
and look at the door, and there's nothing there. Uh, but you see, being alert, you look around and notice that the closet door has opened a little bit. And you see uh, a uh, um, green, long hand reaching out and pointing in your direction, about to try to cast a spell. Okay, prepared action. The sword comes out of the bag. Okay. And attacks the hand. All right. Uh, make an attack. Does the sword... I thought the sword has to make the attack. I'm not wielding it. No, oh, you're not wielding it. The sword no, no. The, the, prepared, the prepared action is the the uh, um, sword to come out of the bag. Oh, so you prepared to take the sword out of the... Wait. You had mentioned that I could tell the sword to have a prepared action to come out of the bag. No. You can make a command word that if you say it, it ah. makes the sword come out of the bag. Okay. Okay. Um, I still, I still have. Well, I mean, in that case, then I'll just make the attack roll. Then. Okay. Also, hearing a massive, magic explosion. Like, just like. Brandy and Lucy are just still having their book montage. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in the background, there's like, a epic fight going on in the room. But it's like silent. Uh, 19 to hit? It's happening in his head. Uh, that's gonna hit. All um, right. <laughs> it's all in the head. Kill damage. Fifteen damage. All right, uh, you chop that hand off. Nice. Uh, all right, and uh, you will... hear a, a, a screech from the closet. This is like, huh? yeah. I, I will. I will alert everyone. Uh, yeah, the to, screech to does get that up. too. Um, and uh, uh, I'll rush forward and I'll swing the door open to the closet. Okay, there is a uh, woman standing there, uh, clearly some kind of witch or hag or something, who has now had her hand chopped off um, and is bleeding badly. What's the hand doing on the ground, by the way? Is it just laying there, or is it moving? Okay. He he shows you. (laughs) (laughs) I got a nice visual there. Yeah. What's the hand doing? His hand is... Like, it's just his hand and out. It's doing the Kaiba pose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. Okay, I'm pointing the sword at the hag. Everyone's... The hag? I thought it was It's like a hag lady. Do I recognize this hag? It is not uh, the hag that you know. Uh, She definitely seems a lot less um, mystical. This seems like this is more... From your senses... This is not someone who's a hag. This is a witch. She's just trying to be like a hag. Because mm-hmm. it gives her... She's doing magical, magic stuff. Fucking like a hag weed. <clears throat> Loser poser. How long have you been in the closet? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just say that after you chop He's off the so Um. One second. I need to find the uh, how long she's been in the closet. <laughs> no. My entire life. <laughs> oh no. Uh, behind her, there is a uh, um, 
Another hag. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Uh, there is a black cloak um, hanging on the uh, from a hook in the closet. And she just, as she's like falling back, grabs it and pulls and you hear a clicking sound. And the floor opens up beneath her and she just drops down. And then it closes back up. Quickly, after her. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chase that. Uh, if any of you are staying in the room, put my stuff back in my bag, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow. Okay. I don't know if any of you guys want to follow. Uh, Smash is gonna follow. Yeah. Well, you'll have to wait your turn because I don't think all three of us can fit in the little chute here. I'm just waiting We're for Lucas. Try, <laughs> I'm waiting for Lucas to run in there. Pull the lever, drop down into a test tube, and Strahd whisks him away. (laughs) 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 The old Strahd is Robbie Rotten. The old witch. (laughs) That's honestly pretty perfect. I love it. We are number one. Oh my god. Um, Yes, we are, Strahd. (laughs) (laughs) So you, uh, you know. Look down into this room, and uh, you can see a couple traces of blood, uh, but you don't see the uh, um, witch. However, uh, this room is... uh, This is the lab. (laughs) I thought he was going to say this room is very (laughs) test-tubey. Okay. Uh, heavy beams support the ceiling of this large room. The outer wall, which curved, follow the shape of the tower. Dim light filters in the room through a steel lattice of uh, two leaded glass windows. Several tables stand throughout the room, weighed down by stacks of glass jars and bottles, all with labels. The, uh, you know, there's all sorts of alchemic, alchemical equipment and stuff like that. Wine tube says Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, out of you two, which of you has the least amount of health. I'm gonna probably say her, but thanks. Thanks for this because I, I have 30 HP. Okay. I don't know why. Wow. 20. Okay. Dang. All right. Never mind. I I'll I'll do it to myself. I cast hero. <laughs> I cast heroism on myself. Jeez. <laughs> Give. I, uh, do I have to roll how much I get, or is it just um? Temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting ability modifier. Okay, yeah. So I get I get four temp HP. And so you're following. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm following after as well. Okay, so uh, this room, there is a uh, door immediately to your right, and then on the other end of the room, uh, to the right, there's another door. So there's two doors on the right wall. Real quick, I'm also going to cast shield on myself. Okay. Well, that's a reaction. That's reaction? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is reaction. Dang. Alright, then. Never mind. I said nothing. Continue on with your description. Um, as you come down, you do see that, like, there's, um... Where is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you see the, the two doors. One's on the right, one's also on the right, but further away. Okay. Uh, I'm going to let the sword go, and okay. I'm going to draw the rapier that I got from Strahd's uh, armory. Okay. Uh, 
and uh, I will go to. Well, can I make an investigation to try and follow the blood? Sure. Okay. Okay. Twenty total. Um, okay, yeah, you uh, can see some of the blood. Uh, you definitely can tell that there's like a lot of uh, numerous boot prints in the dust as well, and there's a short trail in the dust on the floor leading to the northeast corner of the room, from the northeast corner of the room where you're at, to the easternmost door. Uh, it looks like something heavy was dragged across the floor towards the doorway. Um, yeah. Was that... Did we just leave the hand in the room? Yeah. <sighs> Alright. <laughs> Man, Radir's gonna be so confused when she goes back to see the thing. There's just all this chemical stuff on the table. Somebody's been sleeping in the bed. There's a severed hand on the ground and the closet door is open. <laughs> it's a real Goldilocks situation. Yeah, I come in. I have not found the picture books. I am sorry. I have only found... What the a, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I immediately get attacked by a wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're in the library the whole time. Yeah. You spent your time on... Uh, uh, oh, I know. So... I wouldn't want to come back. Okay, jeez. We're not in combat, right? No, you're not in combat. Right. Um, can I wild shape? Yes. Alright, I'm going to wild shape into the dire wolves. Alright. Can I prepare on action? Yeah. That, like, if anything, like, jumps out in front of us or, like, we see something threatening, I, like, blast it with, uh, acid splash. Sure. Uh, and can I make a perception check with, uh, smell? Sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. In fact, already when you've started shifting, you can smell something. Yeah. Because, uh, I have an advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. Mm-hmm. Or some being a wolf. Actually, can I change that to shock and grasp? Sure. Is that a touch spell? Do I have to touch them? I don't know. You have to touch them. Then that's not going to work, because I was looking at the, like, distance, because mm-hmm. the other one's only 60, so I'll do the one that I have Oh, right does shock and grasp have a longer range? No, it just Remember, says, it says touch. Oh, okay. It's D&D spells, so something could be called shocking grasp, and it could be like a... The, the enemy has to hear you or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do, I'll do chill touch, because that one has the first okay. distance. Okay, yeah. Ironically, you yeah, mean, and, I, and, and chill, touch, chill touch does not is not a touch spell, despite it having touch in its name, and does not do cold damage. Does not do cold damage. I, I perfect I, Yes. Do I use my own perception skills or do I use the wolves? The wolves. Okay. Eighteen. Well, whichever's higher. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen. All right. So, uh, I call chill touch lich slap. <laughs> um. Yeah, you immediately smell that there is a strong, pungent scent coming from the door immediately to the right. Pungent. Um, is that where the blood's re- leading to? Yes. Okay. All right. I, uh, in wolf, uh, I, I'm already, I'm already out the door. I'm yeah, ready to go. I, I get next to you just to be ready to pounce on whoever's there. Okay. Um. Basically, I'm, I'm trying to get in the way to make sure to be like. Whoever is on the other Okay, so we stack up. It's me, the sword, the dire wolf. <laughs> and then, you know. And then the girl. 
with, with, her, with your with your spells ready. With unlimited power. All right, they all I, walk into a bar. I kick I kick open the door, and by kick open I mean I push it open with my hand. Okay. Um, inside, you see a uh, a big cauldron. I was gonna get gooped. I was gonna get gooped. Green glowing wisps of steam bubble up from a fat black cauldron, which is brew. In the center of this dark, oppressive room, surrounding the cauldron are several tall wooden stools. Several. How tall? Going to eat you. That implies that there could be more. Right. They're going to cook you. Yeah, yeah, and eat me. I was gonna get gooped. They. It's the Sanderson sisters. Nobody laughs at my jokes. I don't understand. I, yeah. You got a from me. It's too heady. That's why I don't like. I don't even. I yeah, had don't jokes are I'm too like, high for I, I had a mental. <laughs> I had a little mental laugh because I imagined you said Sanders, and I imagined Bernie Sanders sisters. Just <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of Bernie Sanders in there. <laughs> See that? <funny. laughs> that was funny. So, um. I understood that reference. <laughs> Other than... We need to cross-reference our materials. Other than the cauldron, you don't see anything else in the room. All right. Well, the cauldron in the Are we assuming stools. that the blood came from the witch? Yes. Okay. I cast Detect Magic. You detect quite a bit of magic. All right. I'm uh, just I want to start... Fo- <laughs> I'm going to start focusing on what the things are. Okay, so the the cauldron itself is a yeah. magic cauldron. Obviously. Um, Strahd's castle is pretty dang magical, so I know that's there. It is. You're also getting a sense of uh, um, illusion in the room. Somebody's using an illusion spell. Like two distinct... Uh, um, like illusions in the corners and one... Uh, off to the right, but you don't have an exact position. Okay. But you definitely um, can sense someone's... Uh, ac- make an arcana check. Oh, arcana check, okay. Seventeen? Yeah. That's a telltale sign of someone using invisibility. Okay. They're invisible. Uh... Trying to see if I have anything interesting. The the cauldron's too big to kick over, right? Yes. Figured. Um, I can't detect exactly where they're at. No. Does anybody have any spells that they would want to cast? I don't think I have anything. Like color sprays, cone stuff. You guys got any cones? No. No. Alright. I do, but I'm not there. Wow. You also need cones. How good are you? (laughs) Dang. I tried. He shows up to this, he tries. Participation awards. Um, um, D&D participation awards. Can we just like shout out, like, reveal yourself? It works for us. What's the, uh, <laughs> usually not. 
What's what? I'll make it work with my charm. What's okay. the. Do, so, do, I don't know anything about what's in the cauldron charm. or anything like that, right? You can't tell what's in the cauldron. You can definitely tell that the cauldron itself is a magic item. Okay. I bring a certain Feywild charm to every game. Okay, uh, uh I, I guess I'm just gonna give it a shot and I will swing towards one of the corners of the room. Alright, um, let's see if you can... Like the, the one on my left, I guess. Alright. <clears throat> look up this really quick. I'm just controlling preemptively there. Uh, you just have disadvantage. Well, it's not much. It's not going to do much. Yeah, I figured. Um, what's my... Five total? Okay, you miss. <laughs> um, however, after you make the attack... I rolled a two, and then you said you have disadvantage. And I was like, oh... Alright! Um, uh, but the sword is floating around. Yes, but it doesn't act separately. Can I bonus action make the sword swing around? Is that one of its. I don't know. Uh, you're no, you're no, the one who. The just, sword, uh, just to clarify, the sword floats at the ready so you can have your hands free to do stuff like spells and stuff. And still just not... You don't have to, like, rearm and draw it to uh, use the... It stays ready for you to grab to swing at any time. But it doesn't act on its own unless, uh... Um... I forget what the specifics were. Uh, as a bonus action, the wielder may release the sword. Uh... However, the sword acts independently of the wielder immediately after the, uh... initiative. Uh... Unless something particularly pressing, the blade stays ready uh, to be wielded again, allowing the user to freely use their hands. The sword may choose to deal no damage uh, to the innocent. Okay, yeah, no, it doesn't act on its own. Can I do anything? Can I just like? Blast yeah, I. The I, room? I mean, I'm. I'm. Uh, that's, that's all I got. Magic. So anyway, I started blasting. Does Sebastian smell anything? Well, we should have had him like sniff the arm and be like, "Here, boy, A lot more is going to happen here. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting. That's what I'm waiting for. So yeah, you uh, attacked uh, and missed. Uh, someone casts Ray of Frost from the other side of the, side of the room uh, mm-hmm. at you. Um, one second, actually. Yes. Not me, right? 
Paul. No, not you. Okay. Yeah, you guys are currently in yeah. a bookworm session. Yeah, I'm peacefully reading my books. 19? What? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what I had before. 14. Uh, 19 as well. Ooh. Did you add something to it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Why is it There's an initiative thing on your screen. Yeah. <laughs> this is Why do you get, like, a plus five initiative? I don't know jack crap. The very top, my, I've got a plus one to my initiative. <laughs> so, 16. So, <laughs> well, there's worse things to look at. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, also, it's not, nece- it's not necessarily a bad thing to be last in the initiative. Yeah. I would know this. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, Witch casts a uh, ray of frost in your direction. Okay. Uh, it's Which direction? My direction, I assume. Yeah. And that is 18 to hit. Ooh, that barely hits. That'll be five damage. <laughs> Poor guy. All right. You're like, I'm mostly dead. You guys have to take no, this one. No, no, no. My, uh, um, my heroism... Uh, that I cast on myself took the majority of that. Sure. So I only took one point of actual damage. Um, she, uh, the, uh, a witch who does not miss my hand uh, was the one who just cast that and comes into view. She was invisible. Um, yeah. No, which is- Another one appears and she casts a spell and transforms herself to grow claws, almost like a, a hag's claws. But uh, you immediately recognize the spell as Alter Self. Okay. When they appear, do I do my prepared action? Uh, yes, you can choose between which one you want to attack. Whoever's closest. Okay. And I do I just roll damage, or do I have to roll to like... Uh, it's which spell? Uh, chill Touch. Chill Touch? I think they have to... Uh, uh, what's it specifically saying? We are having technical difficulties. No, not technical. <laughs> <laughs> I should know Chill Touch by now, but it's just not coming to my mind. It says. My brain's not working. Me, what, do, what, do I, what do you need to know? Uh, the same question you asked me. What is it? It yeah. says that I create a ghostly skeletal hand in the, in the space of a creature within range. I make a ranged spell attack against the creature okay. to assail it with the chill of the grave. So you make an attack. Okay. So you roll a d20. Do I add anything to it? Yes. Uh, yep. Your spell attack bonus. Oh, sweet. Uh, 17. All right. Uh, that's going to hit. Ooh. Full damage. Eight. Eight damage. Okay. All right, Lucas, your turn. Okay. Um. All right. 
I, I will I will grab the uh, the floating sword. Um, and I will go for the one that has already been hit. The uh, okay. Eleven. Uh, that's going to hit. Wow. They have no AC. Yeah, um, ten. They were trying to grab. Play it where it lands. They were trying to grab a sleeping amnesiac. <laughs> <laughs> Since he wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Twelve damage. Uh, you kill her. Oh, Whoa. She's dead. There's only two of them, right? Or three? That we know of. That you saw. But neither of them have their hands cut off. Right. Uh, correct. So the other one that. We... And there were there were several stools. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sebastian, your turn. All right. Uh, there's that one yeah. that's still revealed, right? Seven. Yes. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Obviously, by by attacker. Okay. Bye. Okay. Position in the room. Um, because I figured we're in. How big is the room again? Uh, it's only about 10, 15 feet. Okay. Across, it's not huge, but. Uh, I'm going on the assumption that I'm next to Lucas, and I have pack tactics, which means I get advantage on attacks. Okay, yes, yeah, so it is that close. So. Yeah. Because it's within five feet. That's better. Dirty saving throw is a strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. Or be not proud. It's a 16. She's shockingly able to stay upright. Uh, Celestini. Your turn. Uh, you how close am I to saying? You're about 10 feet away. Shocking grasp, and then use misty step to get away from her. Uh, <clears throat> probably, will, probably will be unnecessary because she looks severely hurt. You think you could probably take her with uh, a single uh, shocking grasp, but you can make the decision after that. Okay. 
So I walk up to her and I do shark being red. Okay. Uh, uh, it, what does the spell say? Lightning springs from your hand to deliver a shock to a creature you try to touch. Make a melee spell attack. Yep. I'm going to need to look at what my like, melee thing is. No, it's not your spell attack bonus. Yeah. Oh. That's a natural 20. Ooh, right. right. So, so it's a roll damage. Nice. I think it's 1d6, but I just lost it. 1d8. And it's like lightning characters. Yep. Aw, oh, that's a 2. Times 2. Oh! That's what a critical hit does. Uh, super death. Yeah, you just like... Unlimited showers! <laughs> like, falls down dead. Um... Yeah. Uh, in the other corner, uh, a witch comes into view and drops to her knees and like puts her hands up and says, "I had nothing to do with it. I'm not involved." Two hands. Uh, yes, she has two hands. Um, what's the sword gotta say? Judge. Uh, the sword seems to, okay. Um, we'll get to that on your turn. But you do uh, a second later, like after she says that, you feel this uh, like a small tug from the sword in the general direction of uh, uh, another part of the room. Okay. I will. I will follow where the sword. I will follow where the okay. sword is pulling me to. Alright, so you follow in that direction? Uh, <clears throat> get an attack in that direction? Or, like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you still have, uh, detect magic up? I mean... I don't remember how that works exactly, but you were... You... I'm pretty sure detect magic is concentration, so it would have been gone by this point. Because I made an attack roll. No, attack and roll. I got hit. You have to use another spell to break concentration. Yeah. Or something else. Uh... Yeah, I got, but I got hit. Make a con- we'll make a uh, constitution saving throw. Beat five. Oh, man. Wouldn't it really be got to roll high for this one. Would it? Yeah, it's ten or half damage taken. Oh, ten or half damage taken? Okay, beat Whichever's higher. Nine. Oh! Okay, uh, so yeah, detect magic was down. Go ahead and make an attack with disadvantage. Thirteen. That hits. All right. All right. One. Damage. Oh, wait, what? Sudden, uh, you swing your sword into uh, the corner of the room, and all of a sudden, suddenly visible is the flying off head of the one-handed witch as her body drops to the ground. 
Nailed it. Okay. Uh, uh. So, uh, quick question about this room. I know we've asked too many questions about the room already, but does this look like it's been set up here? Like, that they've been set here for a while with yes. this? Okay. So, Is there probably... still one witch, like, on her hand? Yeah. Her yes. Mm-hmm. Probably... Probably okay to be here by straw. But I'm going to point the sword at her and demand... Uh, uh, what did you want from me? <laughs> Who am I? It's like I didn't want anything from you. The others, she, uh, she wants to make use of your blood. <laughs> she wanted to go for you. What's so special about my blood? It's the same as his. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I said it was too risky. I'm sure you did. Uh, <laughs> what did you want to use his blood for? Yeah, yeah, that one. I wasn't going to use it. Not you, but them. One. The dead ones. <laughs> the dead ones. What was the plan? We were going to try to use it to attach ourselves to Strahd, to give us more power. See, now she's saying we. <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with it. We were going to use your blood. Okay. We've each been trying a different method to do so. What else have you tried? <laughs> Many things. None have worked. Uh. Why should we let you live? Yeah. I I can. I can answer questions about the castle. Uh, I can tell you how to use the cauldron. What's in it right now? Uh, Supper. <laughs> attem- Supper. Yikes! An attempted a potion of healing. An attempt. It is incomplete. What does were... it still need? Uh, <laughs> Your butt! More of the casting of spells to hopefully do it. it. There's risk every time it's made. Okay. I say we kill her. Um. Sebastian? I've been wolfing all that. I'm like, I'm, I'm, at this point, he's ready to, like... He's just growling. He's... Okay. I I Uh, want to see if I can make any temptation check on this, this, this hag. Um, a voice says, I think you should let her leave. And, uh, you immediately turn to the right and Strahd is is standing right there next to you, leaning against the, um, doorframe. Well, I... I don't like the prospect of being tested on. Gooped. I don't want to be gooped. <laughs> but... Well, yes, it appears he uh, um, nudges the uh, head of the dead one. It appears you've gotten your revenge for that. Eh. Alright, I'll put the sword away. And uh, I'll say, alright. It's your castle. Oh, don't feel as if I'm uh, giving a command or anything like that. I don't. You can make the decision yourself. I did. 
Technically, it's your castle, too. This is... Uh, <laughs> and I have strict rules as to how guests are meant to be treated, he says, as he turns and looks at the witch. Well? Uh... Was, uh... uh a difficult time sleeping. <laughs> well, I wasn't sleeping. Says the vampire to the vampire. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I see. So you prefer the other cycle. Um, uh, I was in the middle. I was in the middle of something. Oh, I apologize then that your rest was inter. Your uh, activities were interrupted. Um, says I can assure you that it will, uh, that it will not happen again. Uh, I hope not. Now, if you'll excuse me, I, I, I'm gonna walk past him. Mm-hmm. How the hell will I get out of here? Uh, he uh, points to the. Uh, um, let's see. Is this easily open? He just makes a little lift that takes us back up the plate to take you out of. <laughs> just walk up over to the little sheet and. <laughs> Actually, I could. I could just crawl my, my way back up into the room. And just, you just Do your wall jump? Yeah. yeah. Um, he, uh... Wait, yeah. He, uh, knocks on the door three times, the, the trap door, and it opens up. <coughs> he says, you can go up this way, or you could, um, and he points to the, uh, other door. If you follow the way out that way, it'll take you back to the stairs. Okay, I feel like crawling up through the closet is a little weird, so I'm gonna go <laughs> take the stairs like a normal person. Uh, I'll follow behind you, Lucas. Okay. I'll give you some scratches. Good job. Just all the while, kind of just like staring at the, the hag menacingly, or just like. <laughs> if I can do it as like dog eyes, just like. I'm watching yeah, it. yeah. So uh, you can't do it, but she knows. As you guys start going, Strahd turns to Celestinia and uh, um, says, "And how are you doing, cousin?" I've been better. Yes, well, unfortunately, some of my servants are a bit overzealous in their pursuit of power. It's a running theme here in Barovia. Do any of them threaten you? Oh, all the time. (laughs) And Uh, you let them stay? Well, the ones who threaten are much less dangerous than the ones who keep secrets. But I let them play their games. If they're successful, then maybe it was meant to happen. Maybe you can finally find someone worthy of taking my place. Do you have time to talk? Of course. Do you want to stay in, like, the hag lair, or do you want to go somewhere? <laughs> no, no. Follow me. And uh, he leads you through a couple rooms, uh, up, uh, following where uh, Lucas went. Uh, it leads up first into um, 
to the top of this tower and uh, for uh, you know it's the, this, the rain has calmed down a little bit um, but as you step up onto the top you can see to uh, the left he takes you in to where the uh, um, crystal heart is beating and then goes down the staircase from there and leads you uh, back towards uh, in the general direction of the guest rooms, but then he continues down uh, further. Uh, it's actually kind of like a convoluted path that takes you to get there, but uh, he does lead you to a room. First, uh, he uh, t- starts taking a left and he gets to the door and then he stops for a second and says, I'd best not disturb them. And uh, goes down this hallway. There are these statues on the sides of the hallway of uh, figures. They look like ancient warriors of different kinds. And as you get uh, further in, this place is... uh, Every once in a while, you'll get a bit of lightning. And something about the light, the way it catches their faces, that just looks like their faces are not in... uh, they seem stoic when the uh, light's not on them, but something about the way the light hits their faces make it look like they're screaming. Uh, but eventually he leads you to a, uh, what looks to be... A light. Where he goes. <laughs> no. Um, he leads you to a small office. Mm, this is a principal office you go... And inside... Uh, there is a uh, um, just looks like a guy uh, who is chained to a heavy wooden desk and um, uh, he's got stacks and stacks of paper there's dusty scrolls and tomes all over the walls of this room Uh, scrolls and books are are scattered around on the floor there's four heavy wooden chests fitted with sturdy iron locks Uh, the only unobstructed floor space is directly in front of the doors and uh yeah, this is a great black desk. There's a figure on top of a tall stool scratching on like a seemingly endless scroll of paper with a dry quill pen. Nearby, a tasseled rope hangs from a hole in the ceiling. Um, and uh, he uh, he looks up at Strahd and says, My lord, can I help you? And uh, uh, he says, uh, Strahd says, No need. Uh, this is my accountant. Um, and uh, he continues on and leads you to what looks to be a throne room. Mm. When we pass by the mm-hmm. crystal heart, yeah. I say, mm-hmm. what's this? Ah, uh, yes. That is a, uh, well, it has a few names, but it is a safety net for me. Explain. Well, I wouldn't normally give a weakness so easily away, but I figure family and all. This is the Heart of Sorrow, which is a powerful magic item that was, well, someone who was a friend at the time helped me craft it. If anyone attempts to hurt me, 
the hawk takes the damage instead. What if someone destroys the heart? Oh, it would cease to function. But nothing would happen to you? Oh, no. So just extra precaution, then? Exactly. It is, uh... Crystallized life energy that is connected directly to me and the tower. Where did you get the life energy? Uh, there are many, many, many people in Borovia, and some need to be removed. As a vampire, I must feed, and sometimes there's more than is necessary. We say this, like, as we're walking. <laughs> okay, so then when we get to the throne room, I ask him, um, being as we're related, I have some questions about our family. First of all, you said that my family is my family. What did you mean by that? The witch, Baba Lissaga. Well, to start from the beginning, she was my nursemaid. But she had an unhealthy obsession with me and my father. And she wished to replace my mother. And so she prayed to her goddess, Mother Night, and performed many rituals to do two things. To connect me to magic and to end my mother's life. I only recently found out the full details, but Babadi Saga does not have many real children. What she does is she infects children that were born with power and then claims that they're her own. What I meant when I said what I said was that your parents were your parents. Probably still are. She is a liar who attempts to steal children long after their children. Do you know where I can find her? Oh, yes. Uh, there is a town that has been destroyed by floods, by monsters. It is southwest of the castle quite a ways if you follow the river it will lead you right to it there she holds her court has her servants how exactly are we related I believe <clears throat> and he uh, walks over to uh, um a uh, door and uh, snaps his fingers and a book comes into the room floating looks it's moving like it's being carried by someone but there's no one there and it opens up the book uh, and in front of him and he says uh, if my estimations are correctly uh, are, are correct uh, he points out his uh, 
his mother and her relatives and uh, goes to where it ends and says, given that it's been 400 years since this book was kept up to date, I would imagine that, well, based on other information as well, that we are directly cousins, but distantly so. Probably about fifth or sixth cousins. Your, my mother's sister. No, no. My mother's brother would have been the lord of the Van Royen family, and you are clearly descended from him, and you bear many of the features of the family. Yes. So we are fairly close. On a separate note, and I won't bother you much longer, what can you tell me about the other members of my party? <laughs> well, you've probably heard most of what it is. But I would be wary of the so-called monster hunter. You see, there are nearby countries, and there is an organization known as the Cargatane. I once had a friend here in Ravenloft, in Barovia, named Azalyn Rex, this powerful wizard who could no longer learn magic. And he and I made many attempts to escape this place permanently. We built a device that was intended to help us get away. Instead, it split me into two. And I thought that the other half of myself had been killed, although it seems to have reformed. That That would be your friend Lucas. However, Azalyn Rex left and formed his own domain, known as Darkon. And just recently, he attempted to build the device again, and sacrificed hundreds of thousands of souls trying to escape Ravenloft. I am fairly certain he failed. But Darkon, his domain, is fading into the mists because of it. The Cargatane are the secret police of that country. And I suspect that they are attempting to, well, steal some artifact or blood or something from me to preserve their country until their lord returns. You're a relative, and blood means something, so keep an eye on him. That Lucian Alzarius, if that is even his real name. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <clears throat> My last question. Do you have any advice for me going forward? Well, yes. Get your revenge. Find out what remains. And explore the power that you have given, that you've been given. 
no matter where it comes from, there is always a source beyond them. The hags, their power comes from the Feywild. A plane very opposite to this one, where wild magic roams free. I have gained my magic through training, through study. Yours will come to you naturally, and you will be able to shape things, and eventually, well, perhaps you would have your own domain. But wild magic is one of the potential ways that we research to escape this place. That would be my advice. Try to learn to control your magic. To learn to what reaches you can extend it. To find your limits and push beyond them. Yes. Well, thank you. This has been most enlightening. I'll see you again. Of course. I go um, back to the room. He uh, snaps his finger and another... Uh, unseen servant comes with a candle to lead you back. <laughs> Thank you. I was worried about getting lost. <laughs> All right. And that, Lucian, was, was the epic novel I just read. <laughs> <laughs> was it not entertaining? Enthralling? It was quite enthralling. I feel bad nice for anybody. I feel bad for anybody who knows of the novel but does not read it. Truly, yeah. uh, I would. Uh, I should mention that the unseen servant does lead you through the study, <laughs> and so you, oh. you walk through the study on the way up, and you see the two of them just with books everywhere. Yeah, like stacking through books, looking through the library. You hear that when you walk in? <laughs> <laughs> I just like skirt by. Like, you're, don't tell them, because then she'll want the bed. You're partied up with a bunch of nerds. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Alright, All right, so you uh, all have your stuff handled for uh, the night, I think? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, one more thing, I cast a message on Wick, and just see if he answers this time because now I'm curious. I go, Strahd, I'm pretty sure you can hear. Um, do you mind Are if you I... casting message to Strahd or to your owl? Well, I don't think I can cast it to Strahd, can I? Yeah, I think you, have you to know him. Do you, does it have to be line of sight? I you point your knows. finger towards a creature within range, which is 120 feet. Okay. You can probably just talk out loud. Yeah, I was, yeah. I mean, he he, he, he keeps hijacking my messages, so mm-hmm. I figure he okay. can just hijack it between me and Wick. And I am going to go. Straw, do you mind if I borrow some books? I do not have enough time to read them all, and they are quite interesting. I would like to read them on the road. Uh, there's not a response. Silence is not. I will, a I will no. say this is a yes. I will <laughs> take your silence as a yes. I will it's take care no. of them. It's definitely not it a no. It is not a no. I take very good care of books. <laughs> just, just all he goes, 
There's a sequel to that epic novel? Yeah. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, like, in the morning, like, you don't even realize it, but, they're, like, they're stamped with a uh, shot like a library card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, return by X date or... Forfeit your soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Late fees are percentages of souls. <laughs> percentages <laughs> of souls? What happens if you go over? Uh, Here's uh, and your friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My loved ones. All right. So uh, we'll cut it there. They contact your next of kin. So, Celestinia. It is now pretty late. Rainier and Lucien are in the study, and in this night, Lucas has been working on some sort of device or something. Sebastian's finally starting to nod off and go to sleep. Am I the only sleeper now? No, you're not. Who else needs sleep? Sebastian, instead of feeling sleepy, however, you feel very awake for some reason. You don't feel sleepy or tired at all. And you hear something on the edges of your hearing. Almost like a whisper. You can't tell what. And you don't recognize the voice. But there's a whispering. And you feel almost drawn and pulled to get up and seek it out. Do you? Of course, yeah. Strange sounds in the middle of the night. Like, that's my norm. Like. <laughs> so you just start walking. I have to confirm first that it's not Rainier whispering to me. Through Wick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no owl nearby. <laughs> no, you start walking, and um, you just start going through the castle. And it's strange. Like, technically, this is for your family. You're supposed to be here. And eventually it leads you down a set of stairs. And um, you go down into a room. It's strange. There's a lot of stuff around that doesn't look like it's been in use properly. It doesn't quite make sense. There's things that look like they should be in use, but they aren't. And as you go lower and lower into the castle, it gets worse. But you end up going down this long staircase. It's very long. You're getting near the base of the castle. But you come to this strange little room that has... uh, it's about 30 feet square. Do I feel like I'm, like, a stronger, like the voices are getting stronger, or...? Yes. And you look around the room, and you can't see where it's coming from. And there's about a 20-foot-tall ceiling, and there's a stone brazier in the center that is burning fiercely. But the flames are pure white, and it's not giving off any heat. There's these seven cup-shaped indentations around the edge of the brazier, and within each one is a different colored stone. They're about the size of a human eyeball, or twice the size. No two stones are the same color. Overhead, there is an hourglass. It's about 10 feet above the brazier, suspended from the ceiling uh, with iron chains. All the sand is stuck in the upper portion of the hourglass, and none of it's run to the bottom. And written in glowing script around the base is a poem, or a verse. Now on each side, there's two nine-foot-tall iron statues in these alcoves facing the brazier. They're horsemen with spears. So as you get closer, you can see that 
The writing on the base reads, Cast a stone into the fire. Violet leads to the mountain spire. Orange to the castle's peak. Red if lore is what you seek. Green to where the coffins hide. Indigo to the master's bride. Blue to ancient magic's womb. Yellow to the master's tomb. And you get the feeling that the indigo one, when you think the master's bride, in your head it clicks that you've been tasked to retrieve the master's bride. And start to get the idea that even though you don't have a lot of training in magic, you're getting the feeling that this type of thing, this room, it's magical in some way, but based on the way that the things are phrased, you're pretty certain that this might be a teleportation thing. So why is Trod sending you to get this person when he has a teleporter to her? I was thinking just that, actually. <laughs> so you have a couple of things that have drawn your attention here. You don't know what it is exactly. Um, you don't know where these leads. Uh, you don't know where these all lead. However, some of them make sense. What did the... Um, back with the Vistani, I think it was, when we talked to their leader, what did she say about, like, there's, like, people that could help us, like the army or something? Yes, there was something with that, but, um, yeah, there's a, let's see, like a haunted house or fortress, and they were revenants, someone who was willing to stand against Strahd, but nothing here seems to indicate that specific one. But I just you, didn't remember not, if there was a place that went with that. You're not sure. Uh, there is a place, and, um, yeah, not listed here that you can tell. But it could still be. Yeah. There was also something with the cards, the card reading. That there was something at the top of the tower of that place. Yeah, so there's the green one, Indigo to the Master's Bride. You know, you've got all these options here that are potential places to go. If this is what you think it is. Yeah, you've got Ancient Magic's Womb. You've got Yellow to the Master's Tomb, which... I'd probably take you straight to Strahd's tomb. Why would Strahd have a tomb if he's not dead? Oh, well, he's a vampire. He, he kind of is like dead. So that's another place in the castle, I'd assume? Yeah, yeah. You feel drawn to do something with this. You're not exactly certain what, but... I'm thinking Indigo, but remind me of what the one after that one was before the Master's tomb. Um... There is blue to ancient magic's womb. Mm, that's tempting, too, because I can learn yes. more about magic. Okay. I pick up the indigo one, and I lightly just, like, toss it into the flame. Okay. Um, after a couple seconds, the flame changes to indigo, and sand starts falling through the hourglass. Wait. Is there any way that I can, like message somebody what I'm doing before I leave? Do you have the spell message? <laughs> Probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, if you don't have uh, some way of doing it, you know, you've only got a little bit of time here. No, I don't have message. Yeah, so, yeah, there's not really a way and you're realizing there's timed. This is a... <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> yeah, I think you should probably do something, like touch the flame or something to activate it. Bro, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the sand is ticking down. Okay. Hesitantly, I like open palm, <laughs> hand in the flame. Okay. The flame covers you completely. There's no pain, no heat, but there's this whooshing sound. Am I still hearing the voices? Yes. And it gets a little bit stronger. And as you go, you get this feeling of like moving very fast. You're dizzy. It's almost like you're tumbling through and you're not used to this sort of magic stuff yet, but you end up just sort of like fading into an area. Flames fall away from you. And at first it's very dark. You're not sure what's going on, but you look around and you're in some sort of Well, let me double check here to make sure I got it. Okay, here. You're suddenly standing in a room. Do I recognize the room? You do not. So, you are in a fairly small belfry. So, yeah. This room is a loft with a pitched roof and a door in the center of the south wall. Unlit lanterns are hanging from the rafters. And a rope dangles from a bronze bell lodged in the belfry 30 feet overhead. The room is filled with the sound of a beautiful music. It's a melody so enchanting that it adds a bit of much-needed warmth to the otherwise freezing room. A black shroud covers a humanoid shape lying on a wooden table. There's a cot with furs resting on the northeast corner, uh, surrounded by empty wine bottles. An oil lamp burns atop a table nearby, silhouetting a squat creature that has two heads. It sits on the edge of the cot with a vial between its legs. With a crustacean claw-like appendage, it grasps the neck of the instrument while gently running a bow across its strings with its human hand. And, um, yeah, after a couple seconds... Is it like a living thing, or...? Yeah, it's a living thing. Okay. He's playing the violin. It's about four feet, seven inches tall. His right head is fully formed, but he has another head right here that, uh, is a... Looks like a baby's head. Uh, um, about half normal size. Uh, oh, yeah, he's got goat horns on his main head. He does have a couple of goat-like features. His his left head is about half normal size. This is a soft cherubic face, partly covered with crocodilian hide. Um, yeah, he's a crab's pincer in place of his left hand and a bear's paw where his right foot should be. He's wearing an ill-footing monk's robe and a belt made of hemp and rope. He um he suddenly uh stops and uh he looks at you with his wide eyes. He's like, uh hello? Hi. Where am I? The the, the Abbey of Saint Markovia. What is that? <laughs> it's in Chris. Oh is there Are you can I do anything for you, my lady? Yep. Um, Strahd sent me, and I'm here to get his fiance, his bride. Oh, 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 of course, of course. Uh, she's down in the, um, uh, she, she's downstairs in the main hall. He seems to be almost like a little stumbling over himself as he tries to get this out. Uh, he tries to put his vial away. Yeah, he like bumps his other head. The other head just sticks out its forked tongue and hisses. Um, 
And then yeah. he pulls his eyes again. So he's like, sorry, sorry, my lady. Um, I was, ex- I was expecting someone else. And what is your name? Oh, my name is Clovine. Clovine Bellevue. Wonderful to meet you, my lady. Um, and he starts moving over to the stairs, gesturing for you to follow him. He says, uh, yeah, she's down in the, uh, in the main hall. And he, um, leads you down the stairs and into this, uh... As we're walking, I ask him, um, do people often arrive the way I did? Oh, no, not at all. Um, generally only the Dread Lord arrives from... And how does he, um, go back to where he came from? Uh, I'm not certain. Um, So he doesn't go, like, out the way he came in? Generally, no. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because I'm assuming when I got there, I didn't see any flame or... You did not. Stones. You were just in the middle of this log. Okay, okay. But he leads you down into... What happens when the sands run out? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You don't know. He leads you into the main hall, and... Yeah, so the ground floor, yeah, it's this large 50-foot square room with these arched leaded glass windows. A cauldron sits on an iron rack above a fire in the hearth, while above the fireplace mantel hangs a golden disc engraved with the symbol of the sun. In one corner, a wooden staircase climbs up to the upper level, which is where you're coming down from, and in another corner, the the stone staircase descends into darkness. Several chairs surround a wooden table that stretches near the length of the room. Wooden dishware and gold candelabras are neatly arranged on the table, standing behind which is a young woman and with alabaster skin, dressed in a torn and soiled red gown. Uh, Her auburn hair is neatly bundled so as not to touch her soft shoulders. She seems lost in her own thoughts. Uh, She's muttering. You think she might be praying. And you suddenly realize that as she speaks... That's the whispering you hear. Um, however, there is someone else. There's a handsome young man in a brown robe's monk. Uh, sorry, a brown monk's robe, who uh, is standing by her, talking with her. And he has a painted holy symbol that depicts the sun hanging from a chain around his neck. Uh, he, he's very graceful, but um, he walks over and uh, says, "Hello, have have you?" come from the castle. Yes, I have. I did not expect anyone but Strahd to arrive, um, but you're welcome anyway. Thank you. He, uh, sent me to collect his bride. Oh, already? Um, well, I haven't finished teaching her the finer points of etiquette. Well, let me introduce you. Vasilka. And, um, the woman looks up and, uh, is like, hello. And she stands up and Walks over to you and bows. I bow back gracefully. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the man says, I am the abbot of this abbey. Vasuka here is betrothed to the Lord of Barovia. I'm not sure if I'm ready. You see, as you can see, and he gestures to Vasilka, I have not been able to acquire a proper wedding gown for her. I don't know if you have time or how important it is that you be back fast, but I would like to have something, a nicer dress for her. Would it be all right to have some time, or perhaps you could help? I am a powerful cleric, 
I could cast some magic for you in return. How about I will cast the spell Raise Dead three times if you can find a appropriate wedding dress for her. For a second there, that's pretty... Yeah. This guy just said he'll raise the dead for you. First off, you get the feeling that's not a low-level spell. <laughs> um, you don't know the specifics, but... It doesn't seem very Abbottly to me. It doesn't seem very Abbottly. He's a little bit um, odd. It's also the middle of the night, and he's up at this time. Was he like... How close was he to her? And what was he doing? What was his posturing when, like... Um... It was about five feet away. It wasn't... Yeah, he was just sort of, like... Okay. Talking. I think he was probably just speaking to her. Um, yeah, because I was wondering if he was, like, putting a spell on her or, like... Well, as you get closer, you notice something about her that's very strange. Um, so, as you look at this woman, who seems to be perfectly fine with her situation at the moment... She's got, like, a, a powder on her skin. It's some sort of makeup of some kind. And there are seams on her body. At first, they look like scars. But then you realize that it's stitching that goes all the way around. Even, even across part of her face, she's got the stitching. And at first, you're, like, confused. And then you realize that the makeup is making the skin seem more continuous. Like, it's the same... It, you get the feeling that if you wipe it off, you'd have probably two different skin tones between each seams. Well, on either side of the seams. And, um, yeah. This is very, very creepy. But yeah, um, he's like, if there's anything I can do to help you, you can stay here in the Abbey. Or if you're going to the town, there should be... Some place that you can stay for the night. Oh, unless you don't sleep at night. I suppose if you're from the castle, it might be. And he starts almost talking to himself. And he goes back and forth between talking to you and talking to himself. And Veliska is the one who steps forward and is like, Oh, he gets like this sometimes. Please, if you come with me, I can take you someplace where we can... Where you can either rest for the night or we could talk. And so, um... Sure, let's... I would love to talk to you. Wait a minute. Am I in charge of, like, finding her a wedding dress? You you just said yeah. All right. Should we, like, go into town? <laughs> well, it is the middle true, of the night. True, true. But you could go into town if you wanted no, to. No, let's wait. So, yeah, she leads you to a room. And... This is, she's like, this is where you can stay for the night. Now, all of a sudden, it's starting to hit you that it's the middle of the night, and you're very tired. Um, and all that strange uh, awaken, you know, yeah, it's starting to fade. Your, your whole, you're actually starting to get tired now. But as you kind of get that feeling, um, Vasilka, you know, she takes your hand, and uh, she's very gentle, kind, and graceful. But when she does sort of take your arm... She's got a lot of physical strength that she didn't expect. Stronger than she looks? Yeah, it's not like she's gripping your hand really hard or anything, but she's definitely stronger than she looks. Some of that innate magic that you have 
this tingling at the edges of your mind that like something else is going on here. You're kind of jumping around stuff, but maybe she's, it has something to do with the reincarnation stuff. Yeah. I wanted to ask like homeboy down there. If how many times he's raised people from the dead. <laughs> I mean, you could still do that if you want. Yeah. Cause you could just go right back downstairs. No, no. I thought about it. I didn't. So she leads you and offers you um, a place to sit in a bedroom. She's like, do you need any water? How was your journey? Are you feeling all right? You know, uh, she's very uh, nice and generous. Funny, you don't quite get a sense of um, there are some unsettling, semi-dangerous feelings from the abbot. Manic. And from her, there's nothing like that. She seems like a, like a, protect, like a protective kind of person. Like a motherly vibe? A little bit, yeah. But yeah, she leads you into this room, and yeah, she's starts asking, you know, will you be sleeping, or do you have any questions, or anything like that? Um, let's talk for a little bit. Do you, uh, how often does Strahd come to visit? Oh, um, every once in a while, he comes to check on my progress, to see how things were going. Um, I don't have much experience with things, so, well, it's been a few weeks since I've last seen him. Your progress with what? Well, um, learning. Learning to be a proper queen, and etiquette, and various things like that. Why is the abbot the one teaching you? He's my father. As you know, the guy does not look old enough to be your father. And where were you born? Oh, here. And who's your mother? Oh, I've never met her. And how did you meet Strahd? Well, um, one day he came here, and I was introduced to him. And, um, you get a feeling that something's, you know, make a sense, uh, sorry, make a, uh, insight check. He's home. That is a 19 plus 4 is 23. Okay. So she says, um, I was happy to know, learn that he was to be my husband. But something about the way she says it is like, for a second you're like, she was about to say something else. And she stopped herself. And you get the feeling that like, is she planning something? And you slowly get, you seem to have a peg on her that like, she's a very protective person. Starting to realize that when she talks about Strahd, it's very um, practiced. This is something that she's reciting, not something that she's saying honestly. Um, but she's lying in some form or another, whether she knows about Strahd, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Do you really want to marry Strahd? So she says, that seems an odd question. And she says, yes, of course. Does that sound practiced? It sounds real, but there's more, definitely more to it. She sounds resolved. Like, um, keep in mind that from her perspective, you're a servant of Strahd who's come to deliver her. So that's who she, that's how she's interpreting this. So keep in mind that if she's lying, uh, that's something she has in mind. What would you say if I told you that maybe you didn't have to marry Strahd? Um, 
She looks at you for a second, looks at the door for a second, and then um, then turns to you. And this is, um, it's not intense, the way she says it. I have been recording myself. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll fix it later. I'm being picked up on that. Um, but yeah, so uh, she looks at you and says, it is my purpose to marry Strahd. And you're like, something about the way she says purpose, it's like, there's something going on here. Were you created to be Strahd's bride? Um, again, she looks at the door and then looks at you and then says, I'm not supposed to know that. Who are we keeping it from? I whisper. She hesitates for a second. She's making her insight check. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then with a little bit of a different kind of attitude this time, instead of being this very guarded person, this time looks around and then she sits down next to you and gets close. And I was like, <laughs> it's sort of like, like now I've got a friend with a secret. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, um, we, uh, the abbot doesn't, has never told me, but I figured it out. Um, I've only spoken to Strahd very little, but I have some of the memories of before. Of your hands' memories, <laughs> your arm and legs' memories. No, I don't actually say that. <laughs> um, like what kind of memories? Of being Tatiana, of Sergey, of, of things like that. I keep hearing a voice, a man's voice, calling me out into the garden. And there's, there's things, no, I know the truth that, that Strahd is cursed partially because of me. And she, she, uh, is like, I'm not sure, but I think I need to stop him. How do you propose we do that? Well, there was another vampire, um, Lisa von Zarevich, I believe her name was. I may correct that later on. <laughs> uh, Actually, her name was Tracy. She was me uh, in one of the times before. Um, and this is going to be very confusing and complicated, but she's still me? Um, the reincarnation thing is very confusing. Um, you were reincarnated? Many times. Are you Tatiana reincarnated? Yes. I only vaguely mem remember some of the lives I've been through, but no. Lisa von Zarevich is, I was once her, and then I I've been others too. This place keeps me from Strahd, keeps me away from him. It's part of torturing him, the place. Ravenloft doesn't let me go near him. Not but then how am I supposed to bring you to him? Well, the way that it works is different depending on who it is. This is the first time, and she raised her hand, the first time that it's been like this, that she's been, that I've been made for it. The, the abbot isn't human. Uh, he's something divine, something, something that's been affected by Strahd. He's able to do things that go against the way Ravenloft works. And... Is he evil? I, I, I don't know enough to say that. 
he made me, well, made this body as an attempt at getting Strahd what he wants, that hopefully if he were to have a bride and have a, um, have his Tatiana, that maybe it would lead to his redemption and Ravenloft would be released. I don't know that that's the case, but, well, Strahd has used a method to defeat a vampire before, um, and restrict her power. This Ivan Zarevich, who, once again, was once me, was defeated by Strahd making, well, she gestures to herself, one of me, to seduce her. And the way vampires, well, when she drank his blood, he was poisoned with a, a potion that made it so that she could only stay awake for a couple hours each night. And so she can only do anything for a couple hours each night. During the day, obviously, she can't do anything. But I'm still trying to figure out how, but there may be a way that I can restrict Strahd in some way. At the very least, if nothing else, I can make up for what I had done and maybe find some way of releasing him from the curse. But again, I'm not supposed to know this. Okay. How does this sound? I have some friends, and we were all tasked with coming to get you. I got here accidentally earlier. Um, you know, there were these stones, and well, I won't get into it. But what would you say if I took you to them, and you can, like, tell them what you've told me, and maybe they can help us? She thinks for a moment and uh, then says, yes, yes, I think that's a good idea. Um, but I have to be careful. Maybe in the morning or tomorrow or a little later on when we can find a better opportunity. Um, I, I have to be going there anyway, so we can at, very, at the very least leave under the pretense that you're taking me to Strahd. Exactly. We'll need to find that dress first. I'm not opposed to some wedding dress shopping. As long as we both get to try them on. <laughs> she laughs at that and is like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, she, uh, you've kind of like made a, made a plan here. You've got a, um, a potential goal here. And um, I ask her, do you sleep? Uh, yes, but I don't have to. Nobody does. <laughs> I sleep. I have to sleep. Um, where is your room? Uh, it's. Uh, she's like it's right next next door, and so she's she's brought you to a room close to her. Um, she says, uh, and she says, be careful of people around here. The 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 small ones, the the ones who are misshapen. Leprechauns? No, they're called mongrel folk, I think is what they are, but they're all twisted. The abbot was trying to make some people happy, and it didn't work out how it should. It wasn't a good situation. Is that what I saw downstairs? Yes, yes, Clovis. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I think we should stick together. 
tonight. Okay. Do you want to stay in my room? Yes, let me go get my a uh, pillow and blanket. Over. <laughs> Very excited at this. And uh, yeah, she goes to get her stuff, and uh, um, you know she peeks out the room, you know, sneaks over to the room, and but yeah, um, we chit chat. Yeah, so she stays with and you then go to sleep overnight, and uh, yeah, then uh, that's uh, that's all. Sweet. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you like what we're doing, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. Everywhere. Everywhere. Spotify. Anywhere. YouTube. Yes. Patreon.com slash Action Economy. <laughs> your local library. We're still Tell looking for a sponsor. Friends. That's not a request. That is a demand. Yeah. Do no, it, that's the command spell. we will spell. find you. Quick. No, Sean will find you. Roll, roll a wisdom save. <laughs> I cast <laughs> command. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> Alright, goodbye forever. <laughs> He's getting gooped right Until after this. Until next time. Farewell. Welcome.